Welcome to the Leading Visionaries Podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established leading visionaries. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate and spotlight the leading visionaries who are thinking differently, seeing new possibilities, have the courage to dream big, take inspired action, and create conscious change all around the world. Now, here's your host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to another episode of the Leading Visionaries podcast, where we celebrate the ingenious, insightful, innovative, and inspired leading visionaries of our time and provide our listeners with world-class examples of the kind of courage, clarity, and confidence it takes to bring visions into reality. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and today we welcome our very special guest, Dr. Lisa Turner. Dr. Lisa is the founder of CET Freedom, a spiritual and consciousness awakening organization specializing in training professional coaches and practitioners in her signature process, Conscious Emotional Transformation, and is author of CET Yourself Free, a world-renowned visionary, author, channel, and master spiritual teacher, Lisa has shared her proven spiritual technology with over 30,000 spiritual practitioners worldwide. And I have to let you know, audience, that Lisa and I go way back, not just in this lifetime, but in many others. And I am so delighted to welcome you to the show today, Lisa. Oh, I am so happy and delighted to be here, Angel. Oh, well, where do we begin? I, I think I want to begin, Lisa, with having you share with our listeners when you actually came to some kind of awareness yourself personally in this particular lifetime that you were a visionary. Oh, gosh. So I think for me, there were various points. I could I could go back and say when I was about four years old, was my like and I like looking back I'm aware of it now so when I was about four years old I was diagnosed with infant depression yeah and I didn't even know that at the time and I didn't know that's what it was called but and I you know I just used to know I had to go and see different people and stuff and looking back at it I think my sense of it is that I chose to incarnate in this lifetime with this purpose and I think as an infant I felt as many infants do, as many kids do. Like, you know, like I'm four and I've got this mission to raise the consciousness of the planet. How the blankety blank do I do that? <laughs> you know, I can't even eat with a knife and fork yet. <laughs> and you're giving me this. So that was my first kind of like that. looking back. That was the first time I think mm. I was aware of it, even if it was unconsciously. Other things. So I had a big old near-death experience where I broke most of the bones in the right-hand side of my body. And there was this moment where I'm looking down at myself as a mess with my bicycle in an equal mess next to me thinking, oh, that's pretty young. That looks, that looks nasty. And there's this entity next to me saying, what, what are you doing? You coming with me or are you going back? And there was no pressure. There was no, just like, it was just, what are we doing? What are we doing here? <laughs> and that was the moment I made a decision to go back into my body, obviously, and to figure out how to live my life, how to make life work, but more than that, how to live, how to truly embody my whole purpose. Mm. Then at other times I did that, you know, I started my journey. I started doing some trainings, learning to meditate and things like that. 
and initially I thought it was just, you know, just for my own well-being. Who knew? And <laughs> and I remember I'd been meditating for not even very long, like literally, literally a matter of weeks, but pretty, I was pretty diligent with that. And I suddenly started seeing auras, being aware of where people had energy blockages. It became like basically a medical intuitive spontaneously. Mm. And that was when, and at the time I was an engineer, I was working towards my PhD in aeroacoustics, which is noisy fans. (laughs) And it's like, but this is weird. This doesn't make any sense. And I basically put my engineering research hat on and set about trying to understand figure it out. And it's like, cause it seemed very hit and miss. And then in the process of this, this exploration and this research, I found various methodologies. I found things that worked that enabled spiritual awakening and that they were like in science and engineering, we always use the word reliable and repeatable. Mm-hmm. You want to have a process that you want to know when you push the button, the, the machine will start that, you know, when you turn the key in the ignition on your car, you want it to start, you want it to be reliable and you want it to happen every time, not just sometimes. And one of the things I noticed back then was a lot of the spiritual awakening stuff, it was very hit and miss. And the messaging at the time was, well, spirit will decide whether or not. And I thought, well, it doesn't seem very empowering. So I went and found a whole new philosophy, a whole different philosophy, which is really like, and I like all, everything I teach, everything I share, I say, take what's useful, leave what's not, Mm. but consider it, at least consider it. And tr- do the thought experiment or run the real experiment. Because mm. that's the only way you'll actually know. And I think, you know, one of the things throughout my life that I've done is I've looked through the patterns. Mm. I've looked through that and I've I've looked through the chaos to see the patterns. And I've looked beyond the patterning that we kind of get programmed into us. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. So all right. Well, starting at four. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Starting at four. All right. So for our listeners, let's talk a little bit about this idea of spiritual awakening. I, you know, I'm going to just share my own personal story. I spent the first 20 years of my career life in the in the real estate business. And then I had a spiritual awakening that actually came initially, what I can trace, what I can track is that it came as a result of starting a yoga practice, which is an ancient technology, you know, 5,000 year old, at least technology that often is considered a technology to support and empower the, the spiritual awakening. However, when I had my spiritual awakening in 2001, there was a lot of questioning internally, like, am I out of my freaking mind? Am I crazy? I'm seeing things, right? So, in the last 20 plus years, there has been a significant raising in consciousness. There has been a significant amount of people experiencing spiritual awakenings. Those of us who have had them often are activators for others around us. I'd love to have you talk to our audience about this idea of spiritual awakening so that they understand that it's actually an intended and natural process that can be supported and even activated in, you know, in the case of what you're doing with CET Freedom, and to help them feel safe with acknowledging that they are awakening and not like wanting to run to the psychiatrist and (laughs) get yourself locked up, which in 2001, I had that kind of like, do I need to go see somebody about this? (laughs) 
and thankfully had the yoga community around me to affirm that I was headed in a different direction than the mainstream. Yeah. So can you talk to our people about, you know, what's going on with the spiritual awakening stuff? So I want to answer this in two ways with two, two aspects of the same concept. And what I'm going to share is I'm going to share, well, I hope to share today some of my models. And I use the the term model because nothing I say is the truth, but neither is it a lie. It's a model. And like as engineers, we love models. So for example, my PhD, it works up to the speed of sound. As soon as you hit the speed of sound, the mathematical model for my PhD is useless. So, so we have these, like it works until it doesn't, but when it works, it's really, really useful. So I want to approach this from kind of two thought processes. So one thing I think the world is calling for, and I love that your whole podcast, your whole messaging now is about visionaries, because I think that's what the world is calling for. And one of the things I see, and I've spoken to lots of people and I see it happening is this concept, this, maybe you can resonate with this, this idea that people start to become aware they start to awaken spiritually. And one of the things about awakening spiritually is you are able to see reality as it truly is. You can see through the patterns. Mm-hmm. You can see through the BS. And so what they ha- what happens is they see the world as it really is, and then they feel like devastated, distraught, and they feel powerless and disempowered and all of those things. Think, And it's not just the seeing things that aren't real. Or <laughs> I use the word real because what's real anyway. So it's not just that, but they see the world as it truly is. And they see a world that is fundamentally dysfunctional because they can see, you know, that all of the systems that are in place, they don't really work. And they don't work for a whole bunch of reasons that's coming up in my next book that I'll I kind of go into that. But so what they do is they frequently awaken, see the world as it truly is, and then they withdraw from the world Mm. because they need their inner peace and they need to protect themselves and all Mm. that stuff. And this, I think, is a great sadness because what you end up with, if we think about, I always think, uh, like, run the thought experiment. If the What is the logical conclusion of everyone who is spiritual, and whether you use the word spiritual or conscious or wise or whatever, everyone who does that wakes up sees the world as it truly is, and then withdraws from the world. If you run the thought experiment, what that means is by definition, everyone who is staying in the world, getting successful, like inverted commas, you know, getting powerful, rich, wealthy, whatever, being in that place of leadership and power, by definition, they are not spiritual. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you end up with this polarity of people with power and no empathy, compassion, true wisdom. Mm. And then you end up with people who are packed with empathy, compassion, and true wisdom, but with no power. Mm. And wouldn't it be great if the people, and like there's two ways we could approach this, and I actually think we kind of need to do both. We can encourage those who are in power to get more wisdom. Mm. And that may or may not work, but you can't ever force someone to be wise. Like you, like you you can invite them and encourage them and inspire them. And likewise, the same thing, I think, and this is part of a a lot of my work now, which is assisting visionary spiritual leaders Mm. to step into their power. Yeah. Because you didn't wake up to run from a world that doesn't work. Right. You woke up so you could step into your power and change a world that doesn't work. Mm. So, so that's the the first piece I think is useful to mention. The other, the other piece about awakening, I think if we 
if we look at this from a what's happening in society now in our species, so I believe we are at a, and you might call it a spiritual tipping point, you might call it a conscious tipping point. And this is the, the title of my next book is Our Conscious Tipping Point. And the model that I observe explains the chaos and gives a prediction, not only of what's to come, but who we need to be in order to ride this wave. So shall I share it? I think we're going to take a quick break and you can share it on the other side. How's that sound? <laughs> so much here. I could spend hours with you and we are going to take a quick break. Listeners, are you a leading visionary or in the role of leading other visionaries? Consider joining our community and sharing your feedback and takeaways from each episode. We invite you to join us and support this podcast by making a donation at www.leadingvisionariespodcast.com. If you are interested in finding out more about how you can receive support for getting your vision out of the air and onto the ground, you can apply to qualify for a complimentary consultation with me or a member of my team by clicking the Connect with Angel button on the site. Please be sure to share this show in your own spirals of influence with the people who you think might benefit from our content. I want to say a huge thank you to all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. We're welcoming thousands of downloads from all over the world. I want to shout out this week to our listeners in the UK, where Lisa is, and we will be right back with Dr. Lisa Turner. The Leading Visionaries podcast is brought to you by the Creative Age Consulting Group. Are you the one who thinks differently, who is called to create a significant conscious change in the world, who is seeing and dreaming of a better way for your industry, your community, humanity? Creative Age Consulting Group is hired to guide leading visionaries just like you who want to break through the static in order to clearly express and confidently enroll support for their vision in a way that makes it inevitable that it will come to pass. Your word is your wand, and as the leader, your ability to articulate and communicate your vision is essential to its materialization and monetization. Please enjoy with our compliments a free copy of the book, Be Heard by Millions and Live Your Destiny, which was a number one new release in three categories to get you started. The book is yours by visiting gift.leadingvisionariespodcast.com. And we are back with Dr. Lisa Turner. You can find out more about her at cetfreedom.com. And when you get there, please be sure to do your celestial power score and get that information so that you can be illuminated as to where you are at on your own personal consciousness journey. So Dr. Lisa, before we went to the break, we were talking about this idea of the leaders and the polarity and the leaders that have no empathy. And we left it off with your model. So why don't you pick up where you left off and finish that thought? Sure, sure. So the second piece of this model is about what's happening to our species mm. and why, and it kind of explains why so many people are being, have been, and are continuing to wake up spiritually and being called to this path. So we go back about a hundred years. So at the beginning of last century, there were two world wars, a great depression and a pandemic just to keep it balanced. 
have won a century or more. I don't know. That's not a rule. And so people had, particularly in the developed world, they struggled to have enough. There wasn't enough food to eat. They didn't have enough housing. I mean, Europe was devastated. And so they demanded and got reliable food supply, mass-produced food started, and there was a whole plethora of support systems that were put in place. And this happened in various formats. Like in the UK, we had we got the NHS, we got social security and all of the things. And this is the base chakra of society mm-hmm. being activated. We now have our support, our structure, our systems in place. We are taken care of. Next, the next kind of thing that happened. So, so then we move into the kind of the 50s and the 60s, and we had this explosion of creativity, art, music, fashion, and sexuality, and this whole sexual revolution. This is the sacral chakra of society being activated. Then we moved into the 80s, and then it became, you know, people were sort of, they got a bit tired of kind of working really hard and being told they had to wait for their pension or whatever, or that they had to share it with everyone. And they were like, I want it now and I want to keep it for me. So in the 80s, we had the whole greed is good, the kind of, you know, power suits, the money is, you know, like money was king. And this is the solar plexus chakra of society being activated. So this is individual power, wealth, And individuality, like just being yourself, being true to yourself. Then people either got burnt, they lost a lot of money, or they burnt out. They decided they felt that, you know, they didn't want to, they wanted to express their feelings. They wanted to be true to themselves. They got sick of it, you know, money being the only thing. And then, of course, in the 90s, we had the first sort of wave of new age. And this is where we have this explosion of alternative healing, spirit, like the first wave of spirituality, you know, when Re- when Reiki kind of started in the mainstream and it was still like 10, do you remember when Reiki came out? Like maybe you don't, but like, I remember Reiki and it was like 10,000 pounds to learn Reiki. Yeah, now it's I 25 a weekend, right? Yeah. That's like, wow. So, but it started and it moved into the mainstream. This is the heart chakra of society being activated. It's okay to feel, it's okay to express our emotions. Now, with all these feels that we want to express that led to and pushed the throat chakra open. And then of course, and you know, this coupled with the birth of the internet. I was really an early user of of the internet being an academic. We had Janet, which is Joint Academic Network, way before anyone else did (laughs) could email somebody in Bristol at Bristol University and ask for a paper. Who knew? So, but, you know, now everyone's talking, everyone's podcasting, like emails, who even uses that anymore? You know? mm. So everyone, everyone's podcasting, talking, YouTubing, TikToking, all of the things. So everyone's talking, everyone's listening. Now, what happens next is the third eye. And this is where we will get true wisdom and discernment. Now, One of the things that you'll, like, we've been through lots and lots of periods of chaos and challenge and difficulties. And what happens is before the chakra above can activate, the one below becomes bloated or excessive. Mm. So it was the excessive restrict, like in the 50s, like you had to go to school and get the job and marry the girl or the guy and have all the conformity. Yeah. That was the rule. And, you know, and people were like, do you know what? Like, not not want to do that. (laughs) And that excessive restrictiveness was actually what pushed the sacral chakra open. 
Then the sacral chakra, I mean, in the seventies, you know, I was a kid then, but I remember like, I, I it was kind of a little bit of a, and looking back at history, it was a little bit of a slightly sleazy time. It was a little bit like, like, I don't know, there was a bit too much of it. And it had slightly got seedy. It yeah. had got excessive. Bit, yes. Excessive yeah. and a bit dysfunctional. And of course the, the sacral is all about sharing and community and all this stuff. And people didn't want to share everything. They wanted it for themselves. And that's what pushed the solar plexus open, the getting burnt or burnt out is what pushed the desire to express, to have feelings, to own them was what pushed the heart chakra open. Now the heart chakra was like all of those emotions was, you know, we had to express them. We wanted to communicate them. That's what pushed in a sense, the throat chakra open. Now where we are in the throat chakra, we are in the eve of the third eye. Right. So So a lot of the chaos that we see right now is a very, very excessive throat chakra. So we have a lot of people talking, a lot of nonsense. This is where you get cults, you get conspiracy theories, and you get two things happen. Like, So one of the things I observe is that, like, sometimes it becomes, like, unacceptable to challenge an idea. It's like, and so this is where you see the kind of woke, like the community that is labeled as woke, and actually it's become like it's unacceptable to challenge so you get the their their ideas. And when you have that, you have a festering ground where untruths remain unchallenged, mm. and then we can't have growth. And and it basically becomes like a cult. So you have a lot of conspiracy theories, and you know, like. And like, I'm not here to say what is and isn't true, but just notice. And here's here's one of the things I, again, it's like a pattern that we spot. How do you identify a conspiracy theory? Well, if we work on the basis that every individual is fundamentally empowered, a conspiracy theory has these kind of qualities. And it looks like this. There's a group or organization of people and we don't know who they are and they're out to get us. Right, right. All the victim stuff. Yeah, it it is very victim stuff. It is very victim stuff. And so like, that's how, you know, it's because a cult feeds on that. Cause they'll say, somebody's out to get you, but I can save you. Right. Right. And, well, that's, that's, and that's also the, the old savior stuff. So what I'm hearing, and we only have a short little bit left. <laughs> what I'm hearing is we are at the precipice of the third eye opening, which is where wisdom and discernment comes in. And so one of the things, Lisa, that you are doing with CET Freedom and with the, you know, over 30,000 spiritual practitioners that you have served, you're not only a leading visionary yourself, but you're also leading other visionaries. And from my perspective, these societal shifts happen as a result of individual shifts happening. So there is a building, there has been a building of those people who are already activated personally with their third eye, I would imagine, that is then going to support the tipping point. So in the last few minutes that we have, I want to talk about and ask you to talk about the process that you have gone through to not only be a leading visionary yourself, but also to lead other visionaries in service to this raising of the consciousness of the planet and in service to amplifying wisdom and discernment and the societal third eye and ultimately crown opening. Yeah, and my prediction is, and it's not only a prediction, it's an extrapolation. I think once the third eye opens, the crown will follow very soon after Mm -hmm. because that's just kind of how it works. So 
One of the things that I've done that I do and that I, I work with people to use this this methodology that I developed, CET, which conscious emotional transformation. And I, I often use I just call it set because it literally resets you. Now, what set does is it expands consciousness, facilitates spiritual awakening, it clears blocks and resistance to growth and expansion in a matter of well, in a matter of minutes, once it's set up, but if we say the whole thing might take, might take hours, like a few hours, like four hours for the whole process, whereas other modalities might take years to achieve the same result. And it does this on a few kind of interesting principles. So first of all, it uses a combination of psychological and spiritual tools. So when I did all my research, I was like, we do all the mainstream stuff, the psychology and the NLP and the coaching and the counseling and that sort of stuff and the hypnosis and stuff that's all respected and people, you know, people write papers about it and it's all proper. And then I did the wild and esoteric stuff that you know, nobody in the main, like in the mainstream dare touch. It's not that anyone who does research on it, they do actually find that it that, that it works. And I've got some theories about why it works, but that's that's for another conversation. So SET is a combination of psycho-spiritual methodologies, and it uses the same principles of neuroplasticity to remove blocks, resistance, and trauma that it, as the principles that installed it in the first place. And it also uses those principles to create expansion and growth so that you can hold more love, success, brilliance, so that you are a bigger, purer channel. It's not even about being pure. It's just about being like a, a stronger channel to embody your vision and your purpose. So this is what we do with, with SET here at SET Freedom now, which is, and it is almost like a, it is almost like for the, the practitioners who, who are trained in it, it's a bit like having a magic wand. Now, if you want, we can do a micro SET process if we've got time, but if we haven't, that's Oh, okay. we have one minute. <laughs> okay. All right. So here's what you do. You just go, any, well, just say this, notice where you feel any resistance. As my higher consciousness goes to your higher consciousness with your permission and anywhere and everywhere, there's resistance to love. Restore and repair anywhere and everywhere there's resistance to love such that love can flow freely and infinitely throughout your entire being. And so it is. Mm. And so it is. I'll tell you, I immediately felt some resistance right in my like high heart area. As soon as you said wherever there's like, I felt that. So for our listeners, I am very curious, where did you feel it? And I definitely can't wait to spend more time talking with you. Dr. Lisa, your work is extraordinary. And what I love best about it is as a leading visionary, you, you come with this beautiful marriage of esotericism and engineering, you know, that masculine, feminine science, art, it's a beautiful thing. So I am so grateful that you came to share with our listeners today. And I encourage our listeners to get more information at cetfreedom.com. And we do love feedback. So please let us know what you thought of today's show by joining our community, sharing your takeaways, asking questions, or submitting guest suggestions. You can weave your visionary thread into our fabric by opting in on our website at www.leadingvisionariespodcast.com or by interacting with us on social. Look for the handle at Leading Visionaries Podcast on all the major platforms. Thanks so much for tuning in. Keep your eyes, ears, and hearts open. And remember, you are here 
to create conscious change. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to rate and review Leading Visionaries on Apple Podcasts and share with other people you know who can benefit from today's episode. Leading Visionaries is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leading visionaries who are called to create conscious change and know that now is the best time to welcome wealth and cultivate a web of collaborative support to bring their vision to life. We invite your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of new episodes at leadingvisionariespodcast.com.